DW. You're probably familiar with ozone. That's a gas in the Earth's atmosphere. And ozone that's high in the atmosphere, in the stratosphere, is good ozone because it shields us from harmful ultraviolet rays from the sun. But at the ground level, ozone is bad. It's a potent air pollutant that we know as smog. Nowadays, there's about twice as much smog as there was 100 years ago, mostly due to transportation. Smog impacts our health, but it also affects food production. DW reporter Chetna Krishna looked into this. I spoke with her to find out more, and I started off by asking, where does smog actually come from? So I talked to Matthias Kleinker, who is a professor of sustainable agriculture at Rheinwald University of Applied Sciences. He studies how pollutants affect agriculture. He explained. So actually, ozone is a secondary pollutant. So if we have a classical emission of soot or carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, then this is emitted directly from the uh, reaction from the combustion process. Ozone yeah, is just coming up if you have uh, nitrogen oxides and, and volatile organic compounds as basic emissions from different uh, processes. Yeah? For instance, from filling up your car when the gasoline evaporates into the atmosphere. And then you need additionally the sunlight as an, uh, as an energy, as an initiating energy. And how does that smog impact us? Smog affects our breathing by blocking small pores in our lungs called alveoli, especially in children and people who are asthmatic. It can scar your lungs and it doesn't heal itself, so the damage is permanent to our lungs. And this applies not just to human beings. So also animals? And plants. Smog also hinders plants' ability to breathe. Some studies have even found that smog negatively impacts crop yields as much as pests and disease, more than soil degradation, and much more than extreme heat and dryness. Wow, crazy. So Brian Duncan, who is an atmospheric scientist at NASA, explains how the researchers studying ozone saw this in plants. They found that in many of the plants, it manifested itself as a brown or tan discoloration on on the tops of leaves. And they found that this injury accumulated over the growing season. And that's because of the exposure to ozone. I remember I used to see leaves going black in some parts of my hometown in Delhi. Those were dead spots because ozone had blocked the breathing pores. Yeah, I think I've also noticed something similar in plants, like along the roadside. How big of a threat is smog to crops? Well, many studies conducted from 2005 have found that ground-level ozone killed off about 9 million tons of wheat in North India nearly each year. That's one of the most polluted regions in India. And it also destroyed about 2.6 million tons of rice in the eastern region. That sure sounds like a lot. Yeah. Imagine those crops could have fed roughly 94 million people. That's about a tenth of India's population. Yeah. Is this level of crop loss from smog also being seen in other parts of the world? Well, smog is a big problem in Norway, China, Pakistan, and many other regions. Worldwide, agricultural losses from smog are estimated to amount to 15 to 32 billion euros annually. That's about 16 to 35 billion US dollars. And how can we best get a handle on this problem? 
So smog comes from a lot of sources, but the main ones are industrial emissions and heavy traffic. So it seems like a lot of the solution boils down to policy changes in sectors like industry and transport. Yes, although some of the experts I spoke with also mentioned ways in which our own actions can reduce smog. We could avoid filling up our cars with gasoline during the day, for example. And you know what's interesting? Brian Duncan has also noticed changes in data from the NASA satellites during the coronavirus pandemic. Recently, now that we're all at home, air pollution has improved around the world, and NASA satellite data really shows that. And that's because there are fewer airplanes in the air, fewer cars on the road, you know, less industry. So our air pollution has improved. And that, of course, has come at great economic cost. So it's not a positive way to improve air pollution, but it just shows that we can improve our air pollution through our own actions, for instance, traveling less. Yeah, though there's always the question of what comes after the coronavirus pandemic ends, whenever that might be. Will production of ground-level ozone just ramp up again as the world returns to business as usual? Well, I spoke to Vira Badran Ramanathan, who is a professor of climate sciences at the University of California, San Diego. He said that providing clean cook stoves in countries like India can also be an important part of the solution. The second major thing India can do, which will cut down about half of its pollution in big cities like Delhi, is to give clean cooking to villagers. They are not using firewood and dung to cook and heat the house to pollute the planet. They just can't afford anything else. So we have to make clean fuels and clean cooking technology, cook stoves, to them. It'll be amazing, just those two steps, targeting the transportation sector and targeting cooking. There, I think there are about 650 million people in India still rely on these kind of primitive cooking to survive. This suggestion could be applied in so many nations across the world. This could really help us avoid loss in food production by reducing that bad form of ozone. Indeed, also because in those countries, the population and the standard of living is increasing rapidly. So food security is all the more crucial there. Chetna, thanks for chatting with me today. Thanks for the opportunity. DW. 